in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking that we could pull, I don't know, Hall of Famer. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. There is nothing more fun than opening an Arena Club slab pack. I mean, it is so much better than any mystery pack that I've ever purchased because there is a focus on transparency. There is a display of available cards. There are hit rates you can get. When you're graded, you're given a rationale. It is the marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, and displaying. Arena Club Slab Packs are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. Whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack, that's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got problems that you ought to be concerned with Moolah. You don't know how you're supposed to earn it Or what to do with it or how to keep it You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret But you're not the only one Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun Now your healing has begun It's bad with money with Gabe S. Done. Hello, and welcome to Bad With Money's Mailbag episode. I'm your host, Gabe S. Dunn. This is a show about finance and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm just posting the new episode on my personal feed. You guys can see if you're watching on the Patreon. Hello, it's me. I'm. You're watching me post the new episode today that we just had come out with Ann Lester. And you watched me put it on my Instagram fascinating stuff absolutely thrilling so if you go to patreon.com slash gabe s done you'll be able to see video of that you'll be able to see video of me right now you'll also get to listen to this ad free Ooh, no ads and i know you guys complain about the ads and i know you guys hate the ads and i understand it but have you considered that i need money because of my quote-unquote divorce if this is your first time listening that was pretty aggro i we're doing a lot of ads right now because mama needs money and I'm mama. I know a couple of you are pissed and don't worry about it. Just skip ahead or pretend or or listen and pretend, wow, I'm really helping. While you listen, think, imagine yourself putting pennies into my pocket. How about that? Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are the light of my life and I wish that was more of a joke than it is. This is an email from Maddie, she, they. 
Hey, Gabe, really glad to hear that circumstances are improving for you post all the redacted stuff. Your transparency, honesty, and vulnerability impacts me and so many others more than you know. I sent a rambling voice memo a while ago, which someone in BWM Podland graciously cut down. I mentioned my brother, who I am guardian for, and your response was really touching, so thank you. See an attached photo of us in his now secure, hopefully for life, home for your enjoyment. Anyway, was just watching, yes, watching, woo, Patreon, your most recent mailbag mentioning gray divorce. A couple who we are close family friends with, having grown up in the same street, are getting divorced. It's been really interesting seeing my still married parents' reaction. Particularly, my mother is struggling emotionally with being a supportive friend. Mom feels really shocked and as if the choice is going to ruin her friend because her husband isn't terrible and the financial repercussions will be so severe, particularly as the friend has had periods without working and reduced hours now due to previous episodic mental ill health. I can see these worries, but also think if she isn't happy, she can leave and that's most important. Not sure if this is a generational difference. I certainly have lots more prospects of employment-wise than my mom did leaving high school in the 70s in a small place, or just stage of life we are each in, or just generally individual differences in values. There are so many thoughts. Much love to you, Beans, who is my dog, Melissa, our producer, Alex, my boyfriend, Sarah, a girl I'm dating, Allison, my co-host of my other show, Sugar, Allison's dog, Phantom, Allison's dog, John, Allison's husband, and anyone else floating in your extended universe. And Maddie just listed these people's names. I gave you the descriptions of who they are. Thanks for everything, Maddie. So Maddie, you're so sweet. And we're going to get into me talking about your parents in a second. But this is so funny that you mentioned me, my dog, our producer boyfriend, girl I'm seeing. I would not say girlfriend yet, but girlfriend I'm seeing. Girl I'm seeing. My co-host, her dogs, and her husband. (laughs) Wow, my sister will be so sad about this. Cheyenne absolutely left out. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. But sometimes she's mentioned in these when people do this. But you know what? This is a warning to her. She's been very busy at work and maybe she should appreciate me more. Anyway, thank you, Maddie. This is very sweet. Can someone top this? Can somebody write in and mention even more people in my universe? I I don't know. There's some little breadcrumbs. Maybe people know even more people I know. That would be very funny. Yes. So I wonder if this is a generational divide. We were talking about gray divorce on one of our last episodes. And gray divorce is where older people are getting divorced. So people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, I love when people get divorced in their 90s. But yeah, people are getting divorced at an older age where I think in the past it was more so like, oh, we would just stay together because, you know, we're going to die anyway and we've been together all this time. But there is more of a push now of personal happiness. And for people, you know, let's say they're empty nesters, their kids have moved out, their kids have gone on with their lives. Now they have to sit and actually spend time with this other person without all these distractions. They realize they're not happy. There's not a compatibility there. You have so much life left to live. You're not just at 60 going, well, I should stay married to this person because I'm going to die soon. You might have 30 more years. Like you, you need to think about your happiness. And I think that's happening even more. And so especially, and I don't want to generalize, but I think like women are also more in their power, have more options, have more, you know, like you said, more job opportunities than let's say your mom did leaving high school in the seventies. Like you said, like, you know, I think also there are people who 
they just feel more empowered to want what they want. They see other people more, right? Like I always think about how we have so many options for happiness now. And in the tens or twenties, you really only knew the people on your street. So if you wanted to get married, you would meet someone that lived very close to you. And that would be kind of one of your options. And then you would just do that. And now you can see people having other experiences and you can see, oh, maybe this relationship actually looks better or happier, or you talk more with your friends, you're more honest, you're more open. You say, oh, my husband doesn't do that. Or like, wow, my wife doesn't treat me as nicely as this other person does. Like you're able to see more experiences outside yourself and and get a better grasp on what's healthy. And also we just have more time. We're not like, you know, there we're living longer and we have more time during the day to to sort of think about are we happy in our relationships i do think when one couple in a group of friends goes through a divorce it causes the other couples to really rethink and see their own relationships and that can be really jarring and scary so i understand people being really taken aback and feeling like well if those two break up like could anybody break up and that happens in breakups with friend groups too like when one particular gr- like you know relationship you might think is solid breaks up, you start to be like, oh my God, am I, are we even solid? What's going on? But in your mom and dad's case, I think also part of it is she is worried about her friend because, because of two reasons. One is mental health. So, you know, I would think, is she being rash? Is she, you know, as someone myself with bipolar disorder who experiences major depression and mania, hypomania, is she is she coming at this with a clear head? Is she thinking this through? But you're right. If she's not happy, she's not happy. And no amount of money, look, we can all understand my situation. No amount of money will keep you somewhere. No amount of money will make you stay if you're unhappy. For some people, maybe. But for most people, I would say you can convince yourself that a certain amount of money will make you stay. But at the end of the day, all we have is time. And pulling the trigger on something that won't necessarily be financially the best, sometimes your hand is kind of forced, at least in my experience. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host the show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. 
Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible. And the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash bad with money. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we have another brother mention in a question from a listener. I guess this is a pretty brother heavy episode. So this is a message that we got. Okay. I'm listening to the January 30th episode right now and kind of want to send it to my brother, but it doesn't seem like quite the right one because it's very focused on marriage. He's about to move in with his girlfriend and they do not have a great history of open financial conversations. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. He's asked for support, so I'd love to send him episodes of the pod or other resources for how to talk to your partner before cohabitating for the first time. Any thoughts are appreciated. Oh, no. 
What do you mean they don't have a good history of talking about finances? What does that mean? What has happened in the past? That could mean a lot of things. Luckily, this was in the Discord, so a couple people responded. So I'll read their responses, and then I'm curious what you, the listeners, think. I would still send it to him because I assume the hope that they would get married eventually. I feel that the advice would also be helpful to him, too. And then Boring Stephanie, our friend Boring Stephanie, wrote, I don't have much formal resources to offer, but suggest they discuss, one, how much of the rent will each of them pay? Two, how much of other shared expenses will each of them pay? Utilities and groceries. Three, how specifically will numbers one and two get paid for? Joint checking account, one of them pays in full from their own account, and the other provides some reimbursement. Another listener, Tyler, who comments a lot, actually, and is, is a really great resource and, and talks a lot on the Discord, so I do appreciate Tyler, says, I'm lucky in that my husband and I are on the same page with money. He doesn't like thinking about money, so I do most of the actual budget work and stuff. But I'm always like, you need to look at this and not just trust me. And he does, thankfully. And then Stephanie adds, when I moved in with my now husband, we established a joint checking account and agreed on an amount each of us would put in there each month. I have a higher income, so I put in more. We paid joint bills out of that account. It's a yours, mine, ours approach that we've kept over our more than a dozen years of marriage. So, okay, the red flag that bumped for me was not a great history of talking about finances, which could mean anything. It could mean they don't talk about finances. It could also mean that when they do, there's screaming involved. Not great. Two, moving in is a big financial risk. And people do not consider that enough because whose name is on the lease? Is there a financial penalty for breaking the lease? What is it? How long are the terms of the lease? Creating that joint account, I think, is a good idea. But being like very on top of reimbursement, and I mean, keeping the receipts for reimbursement, keeping them in a folder on the computer, like, you know, even if it's a Venmo transaction, like you can get like a printout of the Venmo transactions, keep that. You know, I think being really, really on top of it and not just doing a, oh, hey, did you get me for this? Did you not get me for this? Oh, you spent too much. Why is our bill this? Wait, did you buy these groceries from a more expensive grocery store or whatever it is? You guys have to be on the same page. But so little things like that, yes. But or I guess they're not little. They add up. But bigger things such as the actual logistics of moving in. Who paid for the couch? Who paid for this? who paid for, you know, it sounds weird to think about that because it's like, oh, are we going to break up and then have to go through the minutia of like who bought the TV? But you're going to want to keep that information, even if it's just keep it in an email and then and then archive it. Don't look at it. You know, it'll be there if you need it, but you don't have to think about it every day. But there are big financial risks to moving in. And if you're not people who talk about it, or if you don't feel safe to talk about it, if you're moving in with someone and you feel pressured or you don't feel like you are able to bring up changes, like, you know, the the split on these things is able to change. And if you don't feel you're able to bring up like, hey, I actually think I need to pay less on this for a bit, or, you know, you think that your partner will react poorly to that. Like, just, I think it's a great tell on if the relationship is going to work, if you are not necessarily that you're agreeing and you're on the exact same page, but that you feel safe and able to talk about it. So when you say that they don't have a history of good financial conversations, that can mean a lot of things. And if it's, you know, that they just don't talk about it, 
they got to sit down and have a real intentional conversation. So I think, you know, send, send him that episode, send him this episode. I'm talking directly to you, man. That might be too much. He might, he might get offended. Okay. This is a conversation about buy nothing, which is a thing that's come up in the discord. Buy nothing is basically a commitment to not buy anything. Usually it's clothes to not buy any clothes or any stuff for the whole year or the month or anything it is. Like, don't buy new pots and pans. Don't buy new, I don't know, sheets. Don't buy new, it, I don't know, it could be anything. It's basically a commitment to buy nothing. Again, largely it has to do with clothes. And then there are groups on Facebook, buy nothing groups, where you can trade stuff. So if you're like, I really need a new toaster, but I'm in a buy nothing year, does anyone have a toaster they want to give away for free? But then, you know, you have to be willing to to trade buy nothing too. And it's great because it, it's, it creates minimalism. There's not a, a lot of waste. You actually have to really think about what you need and what you don't need. And I've been sort of employing that. And I think for clothes, I, I definitely want to do a buy nothing. I think the last thing I bought was like a shirt from a thrift store. And I don't really need that. And like one thing that you can do is repurpose old stuff, which kind of is what gets brought up here. You can also do clothing swaps with friends of yours. I do that a lot. So this person writes, it just occurred to me that people that do no buy months or years already have more things than they need. And that's why I've never imagined being able to do one. Like, what do you mean you don't buy anything? I own like one sweatshirt right now because I just conmaried all my clothes. I need to go buy some more. Okay, but the conmarine your clothes might be the problem, bro. So then actually my boyfriend, Alex, who jumps into the Discord a lot, and I already knew this about him, obviously, but this is an interesting thing that he's been doing that I really think is great. My thing for reducing clothes waste is that I'm trying to change what I already have to be more interesting to me. Like if I don't like a shirt, I'm dyeing it and or screen printing it to make it more interesting. I also cut off the bottom couple inches of all my shirts because they're too long on me and make me dysphoric about my hips. Screen printing is kind of a high barrier to entry, but getting writ color remover instead of bleach and dyes and then just using a bucket and water is pretty easy. So yeah, it's been really interesting actually to see him repurpose stuff because it'll be like a jacket that he's like, I don't really like this. I don't want to wear this anymore. It's not interesting to me, but I could make it, I could make it interesting again by dyeing it or putting patches on it or whatever. And I think that that has really taught me a lot about how to view clothes. And a big thing that I'm doing now actually is I've started wearing stuff together that I've never paired together before. So I have this like salmon tank top that I wear. And I was like, what do I never pair it with? And I was like, I have this like, you know, blue over shirt thing. Paired them together. Totally different look. Looks interesting. Different. Never worn it before. Never worn those two items before. Why not? Some short sleeve shirts that I have, I've been doing that sort of emo boy thing. I'm bringing it back. You wear a different colored long sleeve shirt and you put the other shirt over it. And it kind of, to me, reads like, oh, it's a new shirt. It's a new outfit. So I don't know if that seems obvious to other people, but I've been doing that more and more. And I think it's been really good for making me like rethink and appreciate the clothes that I have. Why not put wear a different pair of shoes you don't normally wear? Or, you know, rather than I think my instinct is to get a new, oh, well, these shoes don't match. Okay. Honestly, not matching is my superpower. This person added, my style is best described as cargo pants and a solid color t-shirt. I don't like logos or words, and I only really need two pants and two weeks of shirts. This fluctuates a bit depending on the work that I do, but I only have two sweatshirts because one is for dirty work and the other is for everything else. I don't necessarily subscribe to minimalism, but I don't like the clutter associated with having too many things. So I'm trying not to get more stuff until I have more space to store it. 
Yes, definitely. And don't like, you know, if you like tchotchkes, don't believe that you have to be minimalist. But there are ways to get things that are not spending money. And there are ways to rethink things. Like I needed to redo my apartment. I wanted my apartment to look different, but I didn't want to spend any money. And me and Alex put together this whole plan of changing how everything looked in my apartment without spending anything. So redecorating, quote unquote, without spending anything. We moved some art around. We changed where the table was. We changed my where my bed was to give my apartment like a, re- a refresh without having to spend anything. And it worked. Also, there's a full TV outside on the corner in my street. It's very heavy, but I'm like, why would you put a whole TV on the curb? It's like really big TV. It doesn't have a sign on it or anything. So I don't know if maybe it's broken, but I'm like thinking I might go back out there and get it. But it's just so weird that you wouldn't put a sign like free or like it works or it doesn't work. So when this is done, I'm going to go take a look, actually. Okay, when we come back, some news. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time-consuming. I'm sure you guys know. You've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? So was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad-free and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? 
With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money. Use Chime to pay anyone. Chime members are not and cash out your money fee-free. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started at Chime.com slash bad money. That's Chime.com slash bad money. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Welcome back. We are going to talk about two news stories now that Melissa sent me to fire me up, I guess. I wanted to, this one, so this one from CBS News caught my interest. Gen Zers are recording themselves getting fired in growing TikTok trend. So I've seen a bunch of these actually, and I always thought they were staged. So I don't know if these are actually true. I, I genuinely think sometimes that they are fake for views. Like if they're like they they're they have the camera hidden, like they have the the phone on or hidden. If it's like down on their lap, maybe I believe it. But the ones where it's like facing them and you can't see the employer, I think are are not real. Like the videos are comedic reenactments. This guy Jason Dorsey, author of Z Economy, said. Like I, but like this article posits that a lot of them are real. And there was one that I saw, actually, that they do talk about in this article, and I saw it, where she's getting fired over Zoom, so it makes sense that she would have video of it. Like, I think she probably clicked video, or she had her phone set up. She knew she was getting fired. She's getting fired from her job at a cybersecurity company called Cloudfare, and she is very combative in it, which is super interesting. Obviously, the comments are garbage fire, because people, one, love to tell women how to behave and act and when to get angry and when not to get angry. But also other people are saying, oh, I would never hire this person. She's mostly upset because she is getting fired by someone she's never spoken to before. She's not getting fired by her direct manager, which I think is kind of a cop out. But she also says she's only been working there for four months and says that she's had nothing but positive reviews. So she wants the real reason why she's getting fired. So she keeps pushing. Why am I really getting fired? What is the real reason I'm getting fired? And there is an element of standing up for yourself. Part of me is like, you're on your way out anyway. Like, I would honestly just be like, okay, whatever. Like, you're you're leaving. You're not going to convince them to take you back. It's sort of like a breakup. Like, just, you know, just be like, okay. Because, like, I, the only thing that it, the only thing that does make me think that it is worth it to do 
is that the Cloudfair co-founder and CEO, Matthew Prince, responded and said that it was painful to watch and that it did make the company look pretty bad. So maybe it will require them to change the way they do things. But this is what Prince said in his video. We fired 40 salespeople out of over 1,500 in our go-to market org. That's a normal quarter. When we're doing performance management right, we can often tell within three months or less of a sales hire, even during the holidays, whether they're going to be successful or not. And this woman had been there for four months. Importantly, just because we fire someone doesn't mean they're a bad employee. It doesn't mean that they won't be really, really great somewhere else. So now here's the thing. In our episode with Madeline Pendleton Hansen, we talked about the way that she runs her business tunnel vision in a socialist manner where nobody gets fired as a first step in order to make the company profitable. They have a meeting, they discuss, and they say, does anybody want to get fired or leave? And if nobody does, then they come up with other ways that they can cut costs because it would be easy for them to just lay someone off and and get the money they need. But they come up with different ways and different creative solutions to do that that doesn't require firing someone. And I think that it's kind of irresponsible to know that you're going to hire people and then fire them within three months. That's How is that a good business decision? Either way, I go back and listen to our episode with Madeline because it it is a really, it really changed the way that I view hiring and firing. It really, really did. And in the meantime, this article about taking video of your getting fired, I am someone who is impulsive. Would I absolutely have done this in my 20s? Yes. Did I talk a lot of shit about BuzzFeed? Rightfully so. Yes. Looking back in my 30s, did I need to? I don't know. I think I was really into righteousness and wanting things to be fair. And maybe getting older, I just know that these businesses are not going to be fair. They're never going to be fair. Is it going to keep someone else in this case from working for Cloudfair and thinking that they have more than three months to show themselves? Maybe. Is it going to change the way that they hire and fire? Maybe. And if you want to be that person that exposes that, great. But I also am someone who now knows in my 30s, you're going to get and lose a lot of jobs. You're going to have job insecurity. You're going to work for places and then they're going to let you go. And that's just like going to happen throughout your life. It sucks because it doesn't allow you to give you're all to the company. Like she says, she really believed in working there. And then it was very disappointing, which is a lesson in uh, working for any company. So would I absolutely have done this? Yeah. Would it have been a good move? I don't know. A thing that I do now is when I'm upset about something, I'll make a video of it. And then I'll really take some time to think about if I want to post that video. I think she could have maybe taken a week, thought about it, decided if she was still angry enough to post the video. I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think it's up to her what she wanted her consequences or what she wanted her life to be or what she wanted to show. But I just know sending the text, sending the email, sending the video, take 36 hours. Take 36 hours. That's the new me. That's the new Gabe speaking. 
Well, if you have thoughts on this, I would really love to hear them. Please write in to gabeisbadwithmoney at gmail.com. This is a fascinating phenomenon and I would love to hear more about it. Did you ever go public with getting fired? Would you ever, did you ever work somewhere where someone did that? Let me know. You can, again, email gabeisbadwithmoney at gmail.com. You can also follow me at Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram and at BWMPod. Please leave a five-star Apple review. It really helps us. It also really helps if you follow at BWMPod on Instagram. We, we need, let's get more followers over there. Why not? You can also go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn to see the video of this and to get ad-free episodes of every Tuesday and Friday episode of the show. Patreon really helps us to pay Melissa and to allow me to keep doing this show for free. So please, please, please join the Patreon if you can. There's all kinds of stuff over there. Patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. Yeah, send us emails about anything we talked about, especially buy nothing or moving in with a partner and this fucking TikTok trend. Yeah, buy nothing advice. I would love some more buy nothing advice. That would be probably really useful to everyone listening. Have you ever done a buy nothing? What did you learn? Okay, love you guys. Bye. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual. Produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond M. Print Productions. Edited by Diane King. Post-production sound by Coco Lorenz. And music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.